Another day, another Tuesday. It's Allie and James. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Lots of great stuff planned on the show today. Uh, just the tip Tuesday. Of course, every Tuesday we like to give you some lists, tips, tricks, life hacks. And I think this is going to be a really good one. These are the, What we're going to get to a little later in the show is things in your house that have way more purposes than you think. You think you have pantyhose for only one purpose? Ha ha. Think again. My husband. Yeah, he has more than one purpose. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. Yes, he does. Of course. I love you, babe. Yeah, he makes a great countertop cleaner. He, did, You did such a great job at cleaning <laughs> off the counters. You're great. I'll keep you. I had another uh, homeowner question for you because oh. we, we over the weekend, looked at our first round of houses and, uh-huh. and, and I... I hate talking about this in a way because it makes me sound like I'm so privileged and, and I am. And, and it's just like, I I've never done this before. So it's on my mind a lot, but yeah, no, that's, I listen, you, that's the American dream. You are in a place. It is. I'm like, Oh my God, I've never thought that I would ever own a home. And I, and I've not, I don't own one yet, but even, right. even no, having the ability to properly look at a house and be like, I could look at a house and be like, I'll take it. Which the, I'm sure they'll be like, there's 20 other offers for $100,000 over asking. Thank over you so asking, much. right. Welcome anyway, to the LA market. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, my the, the realtor that we're working with send us, sends us houses and then some of them, they look really nice. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This is a tra- this is a, not a trailer, but it's like one of those removal. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Uh, or like, yeah, there's always a catch, right? But of always. There was That's another- like the first rule in home buying, by the there's way. There's always a catch. This is my dad said this. My my partner said this. The real estate agent, the first time we bought our first home together. And I was like freaking out. It's first home, whatever. They All of them said, you will never get everything you want or think you should have. There will always, and not just the little things, there will always be one thing that you thought was going to be like a deal breaker for you that you're going to have to give up. Even if you're like a Kardashian, when, because their big thing is like, well, I want an 18 car garage and this one only has 16, right? Right. Like there's always one thing that where no matter your price point that you kind of got to compromise on. And it's usually a big thing. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Sorry to, you know, kick your Tuesday off. No, 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 no. You're not. So... She sent us a home that looked perfect. I mean, the house was big. It was three bedroom, two nice. bath, nice. backyard. It had a pool, which I i mean, <gasps> I, I see your pool Ooh. life and I'm like, wow, that is yeah. my life goal, right? Katie thinks that that's her bottom line. It's <laughs> 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 like, have you seen our budget? Like, I like anyway. So that's a whole separate conversation. I I think that's probably her big thing that she's going to have to. But anyway, I look Uh at this and I'm like, maybe, maybe she's right. Maybe we can't afford this is great. Low price. So I click on it. I'm clicking through the images and I don't see any red flags. And then I look at the street name and the, the street name is lamer street. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, that's probably why this place is cheaper than a house that would be on a different street, like Success Street, right? And it got me thinking if people actually Success. don't buy houses simply because of a street name. Can't you rename it, though, like La Mer? <laughs> I'm on La Mer Street, and they're I'm like, this La is Lamer Street, bitch. I think they're like, right, no, this, that says Lamer very clearly. I'm on La Mer. You know, I think, I think there are some street names that maybe would prevent me. From like the the most obvious that comes to mind is like Trump Street. 
Uh huh. Or like, so, like politics, right? But nominate. if it was like Obama way, you would be like, sign me Hell up. Hell yeah. I well, would do that in a heartbeat. There are some streets in San Francisco that are, I would say, very desirable. There is in the Castro a gay street. Oh, <laughs> and can you imagine saying I live at one, two, three gay street in the Castro in San Francisco? <laughs> you have reached top gay, top gay. And but you wouldn't say that, Ali. You'd be like, girl, I live at one, two, three gay street. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this one street in Chicago that is called Archer. And there's nothing wrong with Archer in itself. Like that's like like a fine street name, except it runs past the cemetery that is notoriously haunted. <gasps> And it's not just the cemetery, though. The story is that this woman, and I forget, it's like a Mary or something. I don't know. Like, Rome's Archer Avenue. So people won't buy houses on Archer because she goes up and down Archer Street haunting people. Oh, that's awesome. What a gimmick for a ghost. Right? I know. She's like, I'm the Archer Street, like, <laughs> Haunter. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> it's like my thing. Like, I'm going to play the tambo up and down Archer Street. The haunt tambo. everybody's Stop tambo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> when we come back, just a tip Tuesday after this two-minute break. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. New Channel Q. Allie and James. So, it is Tuesday, and on Tuesdays we do Just the Tip Tuesday. We bring you tips and tricks and fun hacks to make your life a little bit better, and I can sometimes be the grammar person, and I'm trying really, really hard to get better about that, Allie Johnson, but one of the things that I've been the grammar person about is the difference between the word use and utilize. So, you use an object for its intended purpose. You utilize an object for its unintended purpose. However... So I feel like this is like on Sesame Street. Just the Tip Tuesday today is brought to you by the word utilize because we are going to talk about 10 things in your house that you can utilize for something other than what they were originally intended for. I love talking about this. It seems silly, but you know, when you think about all of the useless things that you buy just for one purpose, I mean, I bought Drano the other day and then you talk to some random person who's like, do you know you can unclog your sink with just baking soda and vinegar and a little bit of coconut oil or whatever. It's always coconut oil. Yeah. It's always like coconut oil, sand, it's like a paper towel and vinegar and ammonia or something. Right. So we thought we would save you some time and some money and some uncomfortable conversations by sharing some things that actually have way more purposes than one. And we'll start with aluminum foil. Aluminum foil. Oh, good old aluminum foil. Well, you can use this for all kinds of things. It can be a scrubber. It can speed up your ironing, apparently, which I had no idea. If you place a layer of aluminum foil under your ironing board cover, it makes ironing faster and more efficient. Had no idea. That is science. (laughs) (laughs) Heat. Metal transfers back and forth, right? So instead of the, you're heating up one side of your garment, you're heating up both sides because the metal's underneath it. Get it? Uh Uh-huh. Ah, true. Weird science. Uh, All right. Let us move on to nail polish remover. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Apparently, this one is super cool. You can seal or reseal an envelope by painting clear nail varnish along the top and pressing it down. That's a really good trip back in the day when people got very important letters in the mail. You would carefully open it and then reseal it with the nail varnish. Okay, wait a minute. Nail varnish is nail polish? I feel like nail varnish, yeah, is like clear. What the hell is a varnish? Um, Old-timey word for polish. Okay. (laughs) Jesse, Jesse, call the fact checkers. 
All right. Call Tell them they now. have two minutes to get back to us and let I us mean, know. I mean, I don't know. I know yesterday we did learning from the 1950s. I don't know if this article's from the 1950s, but it says that you can use <laughs> nail varnish to thread needles. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, oh. Hey, you know what? In quarantine, a lot of people have taken up like, like embroidery and stuff. So, you know. Uh, all right. Let us. Yeah, this is true. You're absolutely right, James. Tennis balls. Now, these have, of course, the old grandpa floor protectors. If you put them at the bottom of your walker, then we all know that one. But I don't know if you know anybody who did this. My grandpa used to do this all the time, putting a string in your garage and then the tennis ball at the, is at the end of it so that you know exactly how far to pull into your garage before you would bump into that back wall. Totally. Yes. I I think that my dad does that now in his garage or someone in my family is trying to do that thing. One of the things I also love about tennis balls, when you cut them open halfway, you can play the I got your nose game with the kids in your life, right? Oh, you know that game? You're like, I got yeah. your nose. And you uh-huh. just use a little tennis ball. Like it's like, or you play like Pac-Man or Mrs. Pac-Man, right? And you just like go up and like, and the kids like freak out. They like go crazy. It's super fun. <laughs> All right, olive oil. This is this is the big one. It's one of the big ones. Lube. And I have a problem with this. It's apparently a skin softener. So if mm-hmm. you take olive oil, put it in your hands and rub it all over your face, <laughs> it's supposed to moisturize your face, which I wouldn't doubt, but then you have olive oil all over your face. You're you're lickably clean. You're lickably good. I mean, it then you smell like it. There's worse things to smell like all day long, Allie. I mean, there are like vinegar. That's the other thing that they use for everything. Like the other use for olive oil is furniture polish. You can use a small amount of oil, of uh, olive oil on, you know, your furniture to get a nice gleaming wooden furniture finish. But then you've got oil, like you've got the smell of oil and then you're using vinegar, vinegar to clean your countertops because that's another thing I always hear. Uh, we do that and, here. Yeah, Works. like Myers. Yeah, you've got vinegar. So... So then if you've got oil on the hardwood and vinegar on the countertops, <laughs> you just smell like you're in an Italian restaurant all the time. Hey, there I get like I said, there are worse things that I would like I'd be fine with that. It brings up garlic. There's gotta be some other uses for garlic besides warding off Dracula. No, that's the only one. No, I that's think. it. Okay. Oh, fine. <laughs> I wonder if you could eat garlic. Kid a kid. Yeah. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject with Allie and Dr. James Simmons, nurse practitioner. We love to ask the NP about anything COVID-related or not, but we haven't done a true COVID update in a while. There's a lot of rumors spreading around. There's a lot of misinformation, a lot of fake news, if you will. And then there are a lot of headlines that you read and you're like, oh, my God, if I wear glasses, that means I'm impervious. Or, oh, my God, if I drink four glasses of wine a day, then I'm going to die tomorrow. So why don't we clear up a couple of misleading headlines that have come out in recent weeks? One of them, James, is about how coronavirus has managed to mutate in a way that makes itself impervious to masks. That is one of the smartest viruses that I've ever come in contact with. But what (laughs) say you about this? Okay, so first of all, I love that you were talking about wearing glasses and drinking four glasses of wine. By the way, I feel very seen, Allie. Can we just like, go <laughs> back to that? Like, I'm just looking at you, Are actually. you trying to tell me something, Allie? Um, who's the doctor here? I'm kidding. Okay, so COVID-19 mutation may be evolving to bypass mask wearing and hand washing. That headline is super mega ultra misleading. Can we all just agree on that? We're, we're going to back it up. You do not remember this from biology class, but I will remind you. All viruses mutate. 
This is part of what they do. They do. They have to do this to stay alive. We mutate as a species as well. Like we don't have tails anymore. Mm, some people do. We don't. I mean, well, some people do, but we we don't need them, right? Well, viruses mutate, and they do so in a fashion in order to keep themselves alive. So where this is coming from is there was this big paper published. There was one that was done in the UK back in like July. There's another big paper that was published here in the United States. And essentially what that said is this virus is mutated now to the point where it's making itself even easier to transmit. So it's easier to catch the virus. That's what viruses do. They mutate. SARS-CoV-2 mutates about every two weeks already. Like we know that. And these mutations generally don't mean a whole lot. Well, what they're showing now is this virus has mutated over time since we discovered it um, in November of last year-ish, that it's just making itself easier to catch. One of the things that they don't highlight in this, though, which I think is really the headline, is that the easier it is to transmit, the less lethal it is. Oh, that is a great point. That's a Good bullet point they yeah, should have included. Yeah, you, you think they don't lead with that headline, but the headline they lead with is, oh, and what it sounds like is this virus has literally like developed legs, right? And it can like crawl around your mask <gasps> and like up your oh. nose, right? Ah! Like, it's like, haha, screw you, hand sanitizer. Like they've it created some shell against alcohol. This is not the case. Viruses just learn because they're trying to, they're not alive, but they're trying to live, right? They're trying to proliferate. That's their only job. And when, so they're going to mutate in order to defeat these things. That's just part of what viruses do. This is not some headline that we should panic about. This is not some headline that everyone should be like freaking out about. Oh my gosh, masks don't matter anymore. So I'm going to take it off. It's kind of just what viruses do. So it does seem with uh, the headlines that I read about COVID-19, there's clickbait and there's cove bait. It's, they have <laughs> headlines yes. that are meant to make you click just because you're like, oh my God, am I going to die if I... And uh-huh. it's good that you clear these up. That being said, so is this the same thing that happened with the flu? Where when the flu pandemic first happened, everybody was like, if you caught it, you were dead. That was it. Was that like a, we don't have enough medical knowledge to solve the problem? Or it's just mutated to the point where you get a flu and you just kind of go go on with your life? I, I love that you brought that up. Because it's what they're thinking is that this might end up being similar to the flu. There's a reason we get a flu shot every year, right? Some people are like, I got a flu shot back in 1987. I'm good. No, 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 boo. The the flu changes every season. So we check out what flu viruses are causing the flu in the other part of the world because their flu season is opposite of us. We dump it into the flu vaccine here. We give it to everybody. It works about 30 to 75% of the time. Well, this is kind of the same way. And that virus mutates every year, which is why we have to do a new flu vaccine every year. So what they're saying is that this is a coronavirus, which is a family of viruses. She's the bastard step cousin. It's like those crappy family bumper stickers where it's like, (laughs) hi. You've got the like two adults and then the three kids. And this is the one way off on the other side of the back window. Like the ass family. (laughs) Pretty much. So she's mutating. I don't think it means a big deal. It could ultimately be good news but that's like a whole different science lesson we'll have to save for the next time Hmm. well thank you this has been ask the np any follow-up questions direct direct at ask the np we'll be right back after this two minute break drop the subject the new channel q welcome back drop the subject with ali and james simmons you know i'm never afraid to admit that i'm obsessed with true crime especially when we reach the brink of october 
it is especially on my mind. But anytime I'm not here and queer and talking, I'm usually listening to some kind of a true crime podcast, a documentary. If anyone has any recommendations for true crime uh, movies, documentaries, docu-series, docu-anything, I will likely listen or watch it. So send it my way. And I like to highlight some of the cases that I am... How about DocuSate? Have you heard of DocuSate? What is that? Uh, is that medi- Satan reading off information about no, true crime? It's a medication for constipation. Oh. <laughs> sure, <laughs> send it my you way. Said, you said any sort of docu-whatever. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sorry. Wait, does it help with constipation it's, or does it, it make you constipated? No, it helps. <laughs> No, we don't intentionally make people constipated. It helps with constipation. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never read. I to mean, med you school. might be so scared and nervous from all these true crime things. Anyway, sorry. Continue, Doc. You okay? Whatever. So this is drop the suspect, where I tell you about a case that I have recently become obsessed with, and in this case, I will tell you about the Delphi murders. This happened three years ago, mm-hmm. February thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. The, there were these two girls, and they were best friends, and they lived in Delphi, Indiana. And their names were Libby, uh, Liberty German and Abigail Williams, so the Libby and Abby. They were best friends. They played instruments together. They were like the cutest little team. They mm-hmm. were inseparable, and everybody at school had a makeup snow day. They decided to go on a hike uh, during the day on a Monday afternoon. And so their bigger sister dropped them off and they walked, you know, through these uh, these trails in Delphi, Indiana, super small town. One of those classic stories of you don't lock the doors, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's time to pick up the girls and they're not answering their phones and they don't show up to be picked up. And then it day turns into night and everyone starts to worry. And then. A search ensues and the entire community is like a thousand of pe- thousand people are all searching Whoa. the area. So they, they can't find them. And then the next day they find Abby and Libby. The case starts to get very, very, it t- starts to take some interesting t- twists and turns because this case ended up becoming, it seeming very solvable because they found Libby's phone, which had audio and video of the murderer on it whoa what yeah like she was recording somebody or it just happened to like so that's under and there's different opinions about that but most people think that the girls were walking and they saw some guy who looked kind of shady and she started taking video so even before the incident happened there had been a couple of pictures of them posted on Snapchat that they had posted. Whoa. So it was like Abby on the bridge, you know, the, the like a picture of the bridge by itself, etc. Uh-huh. They find video. Uh, it's like a very short video and the cops won't release all of it. They release like a two second clip of the guy walking on the bridge what? and they release an audio clip of him talking. And this is what that sounds like. So he's saying, guys, down the hill. Whoa, so creepy. Yes, super creepy. And they have tried to enhance this as much as they humanly possibly can to try and recognize this guy's voice. They can't do it. And now it's been three years and they still have not solved the case. But one of the prosecutors um, recently spoke out and was like, this case is solvable. 
they're they won't release a lot of information about the crime scene itself i feel like internet sleuths would be all over this putting apart every little piece but the cops won't release hardly any information about the crime scene they said it's that all they said is that, is that it's unusual it's particularly horrific oh, and one of the no. prosecutors just came out on the podcast and said there are at least three signatures that <gasps> the killer left at the crime scene they know who it is they know who it is they, totally they claim they have is. no idea who it is. They know who it is. It is there. It's a cover up. You can't be you like, we have up? three signatures. We know all of this stuff. It's particularly unusual. This case is totally solvable. But then not release a bunch of stuff to the public and then be like, well, we don't know who it is. They are covering <gasps> up for someone big in that community. Interesting. Interesting oh, theory, I James. I feel so bad for Libby I know. and Abby and their family. I know. I know. It's really sad. And it's it's one of those cases where you look at, you see the visuals and you hear the audio and it just it sticks with you. So it's something Absolutely. that I've been obsessed with. And interesting theory, though, James. I'm going to um, tweet out some of the information so you can listen to the podcast down the hill because it's incredible. And HLN did it. It's very well done. And also, um, of course, My Favorite Murder, which I have to plug. All right. And I'll plug us. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, James Simmons. Some uh, big news happened over the weekend that we didn't get a chance to talk about yesterday. The New York Times got a hold of Donald Trump's taxes. Oh boy. And it's something of a bombshell. Although I think the people who wanted it to be a bombshell, it's a bombshell. And I think the people on the right are just like, whatever. This is what rich people do. Like it would have been something else, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. People, no. Yeah, it's not like anyone was on the fence and is like, "Hmm, interesting." Oh, now I think he's a fraud and a crazy person. <laughs> right. If you didn't think he was a fraud and a crazy person before, this probably didn't push you that direction as much as a lot of people wanted it to. But you know, here on Drop the Subject, what we do with big, heavy political information like this is. Make a game of it. Yay, fun times. <laughs> so this is called the Trump tax game. It's totally fake news. Made up fake. Actually, I paid tax. Totally fake news. They don't treat me well. The IRS does not treat me well. It's just fake news. They're doing anything they can. The stories that I read are so fake. Yes, Donald Trump wrote off all kinds of crazy things on his tax, uh, tax returns in the previous years. So I will give you something that he deducted or that he wrote off. And then I'll compare it with something else. You just have to guess which one costs more. You ready to play, James? Oh, I'm so down for this because I'm going to learn what I can deduct from my taxes. Because if Donald (laughs) Trump can do it, anybody can, right? Well, I don't think you'll need this first one. The amount of money that he spent paying someone to do his hair during The Apprentice. (laughs) (laughs) You trying to say I ain't got no hair? You don't have any hair. Who you think styles this mustache every day? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He paid $70,000 or he wrote off $70,000. That was a $70,000 deduction for styling his hair during The Apprentice. Do you think that number is more or less than the average cost of a four-year degree at a private college in the United States? Oh, my gosh. Unfortunately, I can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth. Unfortunately, I still think that's less than the average cost of a four-year degree at a private university in the United States. So it says for the 2017-2018 school year, tuition on average at a four-year private college cost 
$34,740. Per year. Oh, see, I was thinking of the whole four years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I must be bad at following directions. I mean, $70,000 a year. I don't even think Harvard is that much. So, uh, yeah. We this can guy... also blame the writing of it on Jesse. So, on Jesse? Okay. If you're confused, that's... it's his fault. Yes. And listeners, if you're confused ever here on Drop the Subject, just remember it's Jesse's fault. Um, so, he deducted $70,000 <laughs> as a loss for styling his hair. Makes sense. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> The 2017 landscaping deduction for Trump's permanent residence at Mar-a-Lago was $198,000. Oh, my God. What? That's another write-off. Is that more or less than the average yearly wage in the U.S.? (laughs) Than the average... Jesse really did write this. The average yearly wage in the United States is most assuredly less than $198,000 a year. First of all, how do you write two hundred grand off as a loss for doing your lawn? I don't know. Oh I mean, landscaping God. is important, but I can't also imagine the amount of so gallons is. of water that have been wasted on those lawns. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right, James. It's $33,700 is the annual median personal income of 2018 i mean how much was this manscaping deduction that's what we really want to know <laughs> uh all right you're on the right track here here's your next one the amount of money that donald trump paid a florida photographer to shoot numerous events at the mar-a-lago club including a 2016 new year's eve party he spent two hundred and ten thousand dollars on that and deducted it as a business expense Is that more or less than the medium home value of single-family homes and condos in Omaha? (laughs) Oh, Omaha specifically. I like that we picked that. Thank you. It's a town that I know, though haven't lived there for 100,000 years. Oh, man. I can't believe he spent $217,000 on a photographer or two hundred ten or whatever. I'm going to say that that is less than the median home price. In 2017, 16, whatever, in Omaha, Nebraska. Trump paid $210,000 to a photographer and wrote it off on his taxes. It is $202,000 for a typical single-family home in Omaha. You are correct. So there you have it. I think uh, all we've learned is that Trump is an a-hole, which we knew already. So let's just take a break and take a breather. We'll be right back with more Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. That's right. You still are listening to Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. That is Allie Johnson. I am James Simmons. And this is News It or Lose It. How the game works. I have two headlines. I will read them to Allie. She will choose which one she would like to news, the other one we never speak of again, and then she will give me two headlines, vice versa. You get the shtick. Allie, are you ready for your two headlines? I'm ready. Give them to me. Betsy DeVos's nephew gave insane moose knuckle on Family Feud. What? I have not heard this yet. <laughs> news it. Oh, You had me a moose knuckle. I, I had you at Moose Knuckle. Excellent. Um, very good. Jesse, you're going to have to put in a ding for me. I don't have my binger, banger, dinger, clinger. Um, you should be glad that you did not pick the next story, although it's pretty good. I told my friend her baby name is ridiculously stupid, and now she's upset. Ah, of course she is. We all know the ending to that story. <laughs> Basically, the name I do have is to tell at you. ABCDE. That's yeah, the name. Actually, it was she wanted to name her baby Aria, like from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but it has a like a twelve letter spelling. 
of Arya. Well, that's just someone being a good friend. So sorry about it. Exactly. All right. Here's your first headline. Joe and Jennifer Montana foil attempted kidnapping of their own grandchild. Whoa, this is crazy. Did you hear Uh, about this yet? I heard about it. Yeah, I don't know like the juicy details, Mm -hmm. um, but I did hear about it. So I guess if I want to hear the details, I better news it. All right. Then you are losing a story about how Chuck E. Cheese is getting into the entertainment business. (laughs) And I will give you instead this story of Joe Montana. Stop it. What if I wanted to hear more about Chuck E. Cheese? Did you know that his full name is Charles Entertainment Cheese? No, it's not. First of all, why do you know that? Allie Johnson. I read the article. I learned it on this this news story. A piece of useless knowledge that you just carried around as like like in a braggadocious sort of manner. Like, (laughs) did you know that Chuck E. People be so glad that I'm not at their cocktail parties. (laughs) Right. Um, Can you not invite Allie again? Thanks. She keeps giving (laughs) this random Chuck E. Cheese knowledge and no one cares. So speaking Um, of random... Betsy Uh, DeVos and her entire family apparently were on Family Feud, which I'm super glad I did not watch that episode, but I do love Family Feud. It's hysterical. Her nephew is, what is this guy's name? Ben Weirda. (laughs) His name is Ben Weirda? Weirda. W-I-E-R-D-A. Oh, no. He He got teased a lot. He's also married to Kathy Lee Gifford's daughter, Cassidy Gifford. Okay. And boy, the secrets that Cassidy kept aren't secrets anymore because the rest of the world knows exactly what Ben's packing oh, no. in those pants. This is what we're talking about with Moose Knuckle Alley. So the video of this is unbelievable. It is crazy. So if you go to Twitter and just type in Ben Weirda or Betsy DeVos nephew or whatever, or Moose Knuckle, this will pop up. For those of you that don't know, Moose Knuckle is the male version of Camel Toe, right? So They're on Family Feud. It's the end. They've all come out from behind the desk and they're doing the family clapping thing like, yay, we're all clapping. Oh my God. Do you see? (laughs) Oh my God, it's huge. And he's wearing orange pants. Who does that? Super tight orange pants. And listen, I don't know what's going on there. That's a lot of something. It's a lot of like whatever, but that is the classic textbook definition. He should now be in the Webster (laughs) Miriam Dictionary. When you look up Moose Knuckle, this is the picture of it. Drop the subject listeners. You're welcome for that visual. Please go to Twitter and check this thing out. It's pretty. um, It's weirda. All right. Quickly. Joe Montana. He was able to maintain possession of his (laughs) nine month old granddaughter. Nine month. Whoa. After an attempted kidnapping over the weekend. So here's what happened. Rogue woman breaks into the home. She decides, I want to steal the baby. She takes the baby out of the playpen and picks her up and just starts holding her like a total creepo. And then Joe and his wife enter the room and they're like, whoa, hello, stranger, holding our granddaughter in your arms. Please stop doing that. They try to de-escalate the situation. And then he said it eventually ended in a, quote, tussle. And he was (laughs) able to eventually pry the baby away from her. And then she ran away and got caught shortly after. I don't know if they've released who she is or if she has any kind of attachment to Joe Montana, but it is. How does uh, someone just come up in your house like that? Like, I'm assuming if you're Joe Montana, you at least have a security system for your Super Bowl rings. Like, also maybe your family. Just saying. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, especially this is in Malibu. And I would imagine, I mean, when I drive in that area, everyone has a gate. So maybe this is a wonderful acrobatic woman. I have no idea. But 
course, we will let you know as more details unfold. We'll be right back after this two-minute break. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. I know, I know it's sad, but unfortunately it is time to close up shop. Close up shop. Close up shop. Close up shop. <laughs> you almost did your I know, I know voice. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Every lesbian porn. Oh, every God, single one. Everyone. Uh, we did a lot on the show today. We covered just the Tip Tuesday things in your house that have more than one purpose. So if you think those pantyhose have only one purpose, then you are sorely mistaken. We went over several things in your house that you can use for many, many purposes. We're going to save you time and money. That's what we do here on Drop the Subject. We talked about um, whether or not the COVID virus is mutating and becoming impervious to your mask. That was a bunch of misinformation that James cleared up. We did some drop the suspect and we played the infamous Trump taxes game and me- and many, many more things, of course. So if you missed anything, download that podcast wherever you find your podcast, which is drop the subject. Just search that wherever your podcast and you'll be able to download, subscribe and listen. And before we go, James... You have been watching the NFL games, have you not? Yes, the the sport events on the television. I sure have been. And as much as I have sort of like socio-political issues with the NFL, I also am glad it's back. They also have had an uh, interestingly low number of COVID-19 positive test cases now through week three. So uh, it has been kind of interesting, but it's been fun to have the sports be back for sure. There were, uh, during the, I think, Browns and Washington football team game, there was history made where there were three women working the field at once. There was a... Wasn't that cool? Yeah, there was a female coach, a female coaching intern, and a female official all on the field at the same time. I love, though, that it's history is made when there are three women... (laughs) three in one place my god say something that's really controversial there are a lot of women out there who have been refing football for a very very long time who are extremely qualified i'm sure that this person is extremely qualified as well she also was very traditionally good looking right and i was like i wonder if her aesthetics played a role in a bunch of old white guys choosing who got to be the first female referee on the sideline do you know what i mean and how there's like probably in the spotlight other, yeah and there's probably mm. tons of other women who were not physically attractive to these men who were very qualified who maybe got i don't know this is just i don't know anything yeah. about this woman i'm not saying anything about her qualifications obviously if she's there she's qualified right but i just was like really this is i don't know it seems a little coincidentally suspect to me yeah it could be well what's always nice to me is when i watch the games i hear announcers and I hear play-by-play that sounds very gay and then I think that's perfect for our show so uh, as we brought to you in weeks past we bring to you again the gayest sports highlights of the week so we will send you off with this we will see you tomorrow for another new show with the gay MA Dr. John Paul and much much more we're also going to hear about an interesting opportunity that James has been given that is TBD but we will give you the details on that tomorrow and we will see you then here to take you out is your gayest sports highlights here are the gayest sports highlights from the week coming for the fifth time already with the handoff has an opening up the middle and breaks free Brady gets hit from behind Chubb with the sack little pump fake the quarterback was in the pocket illegal contact puts it up Right down Broadway. Eat a lot of clock up, making sure it's a two-score two game. Effort. 
And he slipped through the crease. You've got Leonard Fournette, who's a real pounder. They and Brady wants a shot into a tight window. Get a shot to the Ooh. face, and that's pretty low on Whoa. that. Ayuk, he threaded the needle with a fluttering pass. And he will take it all the way. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Push.